Are you ready to step out of your comfort zone and into your calling in 2023? This whole month, we are talking here on the podcast about what it looks like to be brave. You will love my conversation with Mary Snyder. Mary is a speaker, coach, podcast host, event and tour producer. She has over 20 years of experience and her weekly podcast, Take the Stage, is one of the places you'll find her sharing insights and tips on speaking. She's also the founder of Activate Your Speaking Career, a digital course that equips a speaker to go from overwhelmed and intimidated to confident and equipped. You will love my conversation with my friend, Mary Snyder. Hey friends, welcome to the Make Life Matter podcast. I'm Angela Donatio, and each week I share compelling conversations with leading voices. They encourage us to ground our worth in the word instead of the narrative of the world. Together, we'll make our lives matter no matter what. Here's this week's episode. All right, guys, I'm with a friend today. So we, you don't even want to know how long I've been chatting. A long time. before (laughs) I hit record a really long time ago. And that just means that um, we are kindred spirits. And so you're going to love our conversation that we are brand new year, starting a new year, starting lots of new things, this whole month about being brave. Um, Jen Hand talked about my yeses on the table. My dad's going to be here this month talking about brave boundaries. Mary, I want to just invite you, first of all, welcome to the Make Life Matter podcast. I'm so excited that you're here. I'm so honored, Angela. Thank you so much for inviting me. Well, your your spirit is infectious and contagious. She loves people. It oozes out of her pores. But one of the things that maybe you don't know about Mary is she is has been very brave to step out of a season that she's been doing for a long time and step into an entirely new role. So as she and I were chatting, Mary, we just kind of came up with this idea of let's just talk with our listeners about how to step out of your comfort zone and step into your calling. So that's where we're going to land. But since we're at the beginning of the year, I'm just curious if you like make a resolution. Do you like have a word for your year? Like what do you do when you start a new year? Okay, Angela, I always want to have a word, but I'm just going to be completely honest. I There have been times in the past that I had a word and then I forgot my word. <laughs> and this is my word from... 2019, it was present, not like get presents, right? But like be present, be present, be present. And my dear friend made me a, um, a magnet. So I would remember my word. <laughs> so now when the Lord finally gives me a word, I will actually write it on a sticky note and put it in the very front of my Bible. Oh, that's and cool. I And I date that. And I don't get a word every year. I'm really still waiting on that word. Mm-hmm. And one of the phrases he's given me is tell me more. Ooh. Ooh. And I I just feel like people are so hungry. Mm. They, I want to hear their story. Oh, that's so invitational. I love that. I love that posture. I get phrases too. I think I get phrases more than I do words. We have a word or a theme for the year. Like our theme for the church this year is built to last. Um, And I, I don't ever feel pressure if I don't get a a, a, a word. I usually, I, I tried a new thing this year. Jen Hand turned me on to them. This, these power planning sheets by Cultivate. So it's like a gift. Yes, I love power planning. I love those and like reflect and like what was helpful to, to me. And maybe you've had this happening, Mary, is once I got things on paper from my previous year, I was able to see emotionally where my emotions were like, 
okay, that's bringing me anxiety or that brought me so much joy. This feels stressful. Has that been the case for you? Like there's something about visualizing it. I, well, I'm visual, I'm visual and I'm tactile. So it means that means I still use a paper planner. Yeah. I have a digital calendar. I use digital um, sheets. I use, but I'm a very tactile person Mm. and I want to write things down. And so for me, I sat down, I create a goals for the year and, and I hold them very loosely because the Lord moves them around sometimes. But I want to create them for the entire year. And then I break them down by quarter so I can go back and visit them. Love that. And when I went back to visit and I started looking at the whole year, like with the, 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 um, uh, planner sheets, I was able to go through that and look at it and go, well, Lord, I guess we did more than I thought we did. Hmm. And some things didn't work. Some things didn't bring me joy Hmm. or life. Yeah. Or we're stressful. Yeah. And I think that it is so important that we take an inventory. That's good. Of, That's good. Uh, because God gives us assignments. Right. And it doesn't mean right. every assignment is going to be hippity doodah and it's so fun. <laughs> right. Right. But we can look at those and go, you know what? That was hard, but it was good. That's so good. And I've learned, Mary, that assignments can have expiration dates. Amen. I didn't used to think that way. I led Mm -hmm. worship for like 20 years and I had this false idea. And and this might even help us to kind of segue into this big life change you just had. Maybe this will help our listeners. I would think that like the anointing was on me to lead worship. That's the way I was framing in my brain. And then, so when I stepped out of that and I could tell God was transitioning me, I could feel what I thought I was feeling was the anointing was lifting off of me to lead worship. Now, in hindsight, that's not true. No. We're anointed for service. We're anointed to, to love God and love people. One right. of my mentors said to me, listen, you're anointed, but grace comes on your life for a season and for assignments. So you want to, you want to say, where is there grace on my life? And so that helped me to think, It's not that I'm no longer anointed. It's just that God's the season for me to lead worship full time was ending. And I needed to step into a new season and embrace that and know that God's grace would be on me for the new season and the new assignment. If we don't, if we don't understand that, what I have found, Mary, is people will just keep doing something because they're scared or they're afraid to give it up or they think maybe they won't feel God's you know, favor on them if they step out of that rather than trusting that assignment is ended, Yes, but your anointing has not. Let's not equate the anointing on your life with an assignment that he's called. I just feel like that just literally just came to me. I've never said that out loud. That's so good. But really we can inextricably link the two. You literally just stepped out of a career with Compassion International into a whole new season. So I have a few questions. How did you know it was time to do that? And oh. and how do you encourage others to be like, and maybe what we just said is be okay to say, I don't feel grace on me anymore to do that. There was a time that I could tell I was called to do it. Now I'm not so sure. How do I know? Help us walk us through what you went through and then how others can be like, okay, this, these are the telltale signs. That's such a great question. It's loaded, right? It's loaded. loaded. I'm sorry to throw a lot at you, but you can handle it. Well, I have to tell you when I, 
when I began to pray at, at former employer, when I began to pray, I knew, I knew God was closing the door mm. because somebody literally shut the door in my face. That is a literal happening. Yeah. And I was like, well, Laura, I, th- I think I got that sign finally. Cause I'm not one to leave easily. You have to peel my fingers off of whatever mm. assignment God's given me. Mm. I will grip on there. So the Lord had peeled my fingers off that. And I, I just, just went to him and I was just broken. I said, I don't, I don't know where to go. Mm-hmm. I'd been working in ministry for years. And I said, I don't, and I felt the Lord say, where do you want to go? And I was like, oh, I want to go to compassion. Mm-hmm. I love that ministry. Wow. So through all kind of God stories, I got the job. First person to ever be hired on that team that was not personally known by someone on that team. Wow. Nobody, I mean, I had friends that were like, I love you, but I didn't think you were going to get the job because they never hire anybody that's not connected to the Nashville music mm-hmm. scene, um, Christian music scene. So uh, just, so to get something like that, to be able to let it go, Ooh. it was hard. I will tell you, I prayed. I knew God was calling me away. He's been so good to allow me to coach speakers and and do what I'm doing and, and work with some nonprofits. And I loved it. And it was so life-giving. Mm. And I just felt like, the assignment was over, but I love you say the anointing had lifted because there were moments mm. when I was like, I'm, I'm not good at this anymore. Ooh. And, and I just, but I spent months, I would wake up every morning, just anxious. And every day I would start the day with Lord. I don't, I don't know how to do this today. I don't mm-hmm. know how to do this today. And those are so when, telltale signs. I mean, you're giving us because yeah. people say, oh, I just felt God call me. And then no. you can feel like there's a huge, like, what does that mean? If you're watching, there's a big question mark I'm drawing. We're trying to demystify this yes. concept of calling because what you're saying is you just gave us a clue. I was waking up every morning feeling anxious. I don't know if I can do this. I don't know if I can do this. Hmm. The messaging and the coaching and the working with speakers and, and the helping little nonprofits. I love that. I mean, that was like, wow, I get to do that. It's the way I felt when I started at Compassion. It's the way I felt until just a month before this. Wow. And so every morning I would wake up. So finally, I felt like the Lord was saying, it's it's time. I knew we were working toward that. He'd been really clear that we're working away. You're moving away from this. But I thought we were going to take a much longer time. In fact, he and I chatted and I felt certain that I told him that I would like another year. <laughs> Yeah, but I don't know about you, but God doesn't work. He does not often work on my schedule. No. Um, so I made the decision to at least entertain it with my boss, who's wonderful. And when I threw it out there, he was like, I hear you. And and I was like, I just basically told my boss I'm quitting. And this is okay. crazy. It was September. It was August. Hmm. The You know, we were just getting this economic downturn and I, I was just like, this is insane. And so I angsted. I told him, I said, give me a few weeks. And I gave him a date. It was a Thursday. And I said, that's the day I'm going to tell you. Mm. He said, okay. And he was very supportive. And um, he even reached out to me after I'd been talking to him about it. He goes, would you be interested in doing a little contracting for us? And I was like, oh, wow, I would love that. Mm. But no guarantees. And so. So finally on a Tuesday, I made the decision. The Lord was like, you're leaving. Just go tell him. I told him, he said, well, I thought you were going to tell me on Thursday. I said, well, 
Jesus told me that was not my his deadline. It was mine. So, so sorry, not mine. So sorry. Mm. So I will tell you, Angela, the moment I made that decision, I woke up the next morning and all that anxiety was gone. Oh, wow. And, and I work for an incredible organization. I worked for an organization that loves Jesus. I mean, the mission statement is releasing children from poverty in Jesus name. Exactly. I love the people. Mm-hmm. They, they, the pay was very generous, incredible benefits. Mm-hmm. Again, walked away in the middle of the first time in, you know, a long time they're talking about recession and all yeah. these other things. Yeah. I should have been on paper. It didn't make sense. Yes. I kept telling people, I'm like, I even told my husband, who's my biggest supporter. I said, I keep thinking I should be anxious about this. I would pray about it. Lord, why am I not anxious? And I feel like the Lord was just, I feel like the Lord's sitting up there in heaven, just like leaning over Jesus, God, and the Holy Spirit, all three of them together are just leaning together going, why? why?" She's hard. This one right here, this one right here. We, we give her what she wants. (laughs) But I wanted to be anxious about it. And I still do. Interesting. I'm not. Interesting. That's when you know you're walking in the midst of what God's called you to do. Well, I think when we take these big steps, I was saying this to Jen Hand. I think people can watch us. I don't want to say us, but watch people who kind of take courageous risks, you know, yeah. willing to make these kind of big uh, life choices and decisions or, you know, someone like Jen who has been over to 60 countries over by herself. Yes. I mean, just, you know, middle of and you, <laughs> and you lady. Well, anything that we do, I think my point is here, we can mistakenly think that somehow it's just easy for them. That must be easy for Mary. What, mm. what I'm trying to do is peel back the curtain this month and say, listen, when we make these choices, it's hard. It's hard. It's hard. It doesn't always make sense on paper. No, we are dependent on the Holy Spirit. You're saying, I heard God say, God said this. Jesus said this. I, we have to be listening and then we have to be Uh, willing to, to obey even when it doesn't seem to make sense to us. It's not always going to make sense. And it's so funny to think like you think anxiety should swoop in and instead it actually lifted off because you, you said yes. You said yes. And I exactly. And I love Jan Hand's books. My yes is on the table. Mm-hmm. And and our yes should be on the table. Yeah. But it's a lot harder than just verbalizing the word yes. Mm-hmm. And you're right. Walking in the midst of your calling. And I love we're talking about calling in an, the active sense yes. because it is an active verb. That's right. That's um, right. It is not, like you said, a destination Right. Mm-hmm. So walking in the midst of your calling is there's a few things I know beyond a shadow of a doubt that every day has got to start with Jesus. That's right. And not just start because I think, you know, as a younger woman, um, which was just a minute ago, y'all just a minute. Um, <laughs> but a couple of years ago, I, I, I often thought if I would just start my day with Jesus, then I could basically do whatever I wanted to the rest of the day. Hmm. It has to start there, but it has to stay there. Yeah. That every decision on this paper calendar I use, that I look at it and go, okay, like, is that, are we doing that today, Jesus? Is that what we're doing today? It's everything about what we do. It's every part of the fiber of our being. It's the way we communicate with our friends, our family. That's our calling. Yes. 
It's how we walk out this one. We get one shot here on earth. Thank goodness. Cause I don't think I could do it again. I'm I know. Honest. Right. <laughs> but you're right. And cause earlier when we were chatting, she's, she's sharing some of our previous conversation. I talk to women a lot and they talk about calling like it's something out there. It's a destination they're going to arrive at someday. When I'm done raising my kids, I'm called then to I X. Will. Yeah. When this happens, I, I think I'm called to, you know, and, and I'm just, I'm listening to the way people were talking about calling and I'm trying to figure out what, why is that not sitting right? And I, I think there's a number of things we can inadvertently push off. Like you said, living in the now, what do you call to right now? Calling is a million baby steps. Take the next step and the next step. And just like we talked about, I teased Jen Han about my yes is on the table. I'm like, the next book you need to write is my no is on the table. Because sometimes <laughs> saying no takes just like you had to say no to a job you loved. Yes. In a time frame that made zero sense on paper. Yes. Look at countless biblical examples of what yes. the natural would say to do this. And then God says, I'm don't zig. I want you to zag. And, and we have to be able to shift. We've got to start thinking about I'm called right here, right now. If I'm not operating in my calling, then maybe I'm in the wrong assignment or I've overstayed or I never okay. stepped into it in the first place. Something is, is, I don't speak to that mirror because I'm still figuring this out and helping other women know how to redefine the way they're looking at calling. Because if we're going to step out of our comfort zone and into calling, what I don't mean is someday, some destination. I mean, present, present now calling. So let's just camp out there for a minute. Okay. Well, first of all, I love that you talk about calling is not a destination because for so long, I can remember having conversations with my husband. I know I'm called to something. Mm, I don't know what it is. Yeah. Well, what I didn't know, I was called to raising babies is what I was called to. That was my assignment within the calling God had for my life. That's good. The calling God has for your life is what you're going to do with this one wild, incredible adventure he's put you on. That's right. And your assignments are going to change. You know, we, you and I, we had assignments as moms with littles. Yeah. We had, you had assignment as a worship leader. Just, we can all say amen that Mary did not get that assignment because she's not gifted in such a way. (laughs) I have other gifts. Angel, I have other gifts. There was a season when, when you were talking about that, that I was a Bible study leader. Mm-hmm. I led Bible study for eight years. Wow. We're like 10. Every, I did it. I did it every season. We, we did three or four a year. I led, you name the author. I've led it. We did books of the Bible where we just went in and I led a book of the Bible. I did that for years. Wow. And then that season, that assignment went to someone else because Ooh, someone's good. still leading those Bible studies. That's good. That's good. That you're tapping into a whole nother thing now. Yeah. Yeah. Get out of somebody's way. That's, That's it. a thing. I often see sisters and sister, I'm talking to you right now. That's listening. Cause I've been you where I stayed too long. Hmm. I stayed too long and I held that spot that God was grooming that next one for mm. she, it was her turn. It was her turn to step over there mm. and lead that study or that ministry or 
for the one I just left, that job at that place. And it doesn't have to be a ministry job. It could just be a job. That's right. It, 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 that, and, and what you're saying there, the, the underlying of that is you mentioned holding these assignments loosely. It's trusting number one, not having a scarcity mindset that somehow oh. if I let go of this. I'm the only one that can do this. That's pride. If I think yes, I'm going to do it. Or if I give this up, is there going to be a next for me? What if the next that I step into fails? What if it's not as, what if, what if, what if, what if? But you just hit on something. I was supposed to do something in Africa in one of my most recent trips. And it was well publicized. It was a big concert. It was all these choirs. Mary, it was a big deal. And I got, I got complete laryngitis. I just could not sing at all. I had just had COVID before I went. My throat kind of took the hit of that. I thought I could push through it. There was there was nothing squeaking out. I mean, nothing. Uh-huh. And and one of our staff members with, was with us, and it was his first time there. And he's also a worship leader. And I just said to him, this is not my assignment. This is your assignment. Uh-huh. This is not my assignment. And that was hard. It's hard to acknowledge that. But there's also a tremendous, like you said, relief of anxiety to know, okay, God, because if, if it's not mine, I don't want to do it. I want it to be the person is supposed to be doing it. Would you believe, Mary, the night after he led worship with those choirs, his house back here in Virginia burned down and God uniquely prepared him and all that was happening to be able to navigate. God was doing something in his life mm-hmm. that I was supposed to get out of the way and mm-hmm. let God do what he was doing. And I think sometimes we can think, but it's mine. But it was mine to do, but it was mine. But, and we inadvertently either stay too long, su- suffocate it, or it yes. just dies out, or we're keeping someone else that goes to competition and comparison yes. and all this icky stuff that doesn't belong in the body of Christ. So you're really tapping into some deeper things that can be insecurities as to why or fear. It can be any one of those things rather than just believing, okay, God, if you're releasing me from something, then you're releasing me to something else. Yes. And I have to trust it. That's the thing that I've missed. It's the thing I've watched sisters in the faith miss. And because we're so fearful and I was so Mm -hmm. fearful. And I told you earlier, I had to peel my fingers off of the, the, the things he called me to. But I think the longer we walk with Jesus, and if if, if you, if no, if the listener, I'm lit talking right to you, if you only hear one thing that Angela and I are saying, it's trust that God's plan is better. Yes. Trust his plan is better because it always is. Hmm. Angela, if I had gotten all those prayers I prayed for, number one, I would not be married to the man I was being married to. I'd be married to that guy in sixth grade. Yeah. Um, and, and that didn't go well. Thank you, Jesus. Mind. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> um, but I mean, I started speaking with some incredibly influential speakers. I was on a track with them. It was over 20 plus years ago. Hmm. And my trajectory went a different way. Yeah. And there were seasons in my life and I would look and I would go, well, why didn't I get that? Mm. I-, I wanted that. But you see what I learned, and I know you know this, is that if I had gotten that, I would have missed this. Ooh. And I look at what God has allowed me to learn. 
And for everyone listening, I want you to pause and think back where God has brought you Hmm. and just look at it and just go, oh, wow. Because every single thing we do in life takes us to the next opportunity, the next assignment. And I know that being, I worked for a Christian cruise company for eight years mm. and I know it was a rough gig. Um, Someone's so, got to do it. Someone has to okay, suffer. Somebody for has Jesus to suffer in the middle of the sea. <laughs> suffer for Jesus on a cruise ship. Um, and then I, I worked for Compassion for, you know, almost eight years and eight years seems to be my number. Um, mm-hmm. But it, I, I think about those side by side and that uniquely equipped me to now serve other speakers mm-hmm. and other little nonprofits and other organizations. But if I had not said yes to those assignments, because yeah. those were the right assignments in the time. In the time, that's right. And, and, and those were important at the time. Mm-hmm. But if I had continued to hold on, God would have used somebody else. Because in his economy, he's going to get his work done. That's right. That's right. That's right. We're the ones that will miss out on the blessing if we don't trust him. And we don't want to keep someone else from missing their blessing because it has to be me holding on to it. We've had another worship pastor since I stepped down. That was my assistant. Now Javier and Karina that you met at the retreat. Yes. They lead our worship. They're amazing. God is uniquely using them. And if I had held on to something out of fear or, but this is my baby, we have to be like, you said, we have the the bottom line is trust. I mean, we can slice it and dice it a thousand ways and give you all kinds of practical things, but we're just starting a brand new year. Some of you already know, listening to this, your heart is beating in your chest. You know, you know, that, you know, that, you know, that it's time for a change of season and We're just going to encourage you. It's going to feel scary. It's going to feel risky. It may cause you to grieve. I mean, Mary, I spent months grieving, stepping out of something I had loved. Yes. That's normal, right? It doesn't mean, I mean, you loved it. It doesn't mean, yeah. And maybe you won't love the next thing. That's exactly right. Give your permission, give yourself permission to grieve what you had, but embrace and have joy for the new. Absolutely. And here's one of the things I just have to remind myself. You know what? We don't get to walk on water if we don't get out of the boat. That's exactly right. And everyone everyone gets onto Peter's case for sinking. I'm like, okay, he's the only one. He's the only one one. one. that got out of the the boat. I mean, you've got to give him credit. Forced to be reckoned with. He got out of the boat. Now, I mean, granted, he did what all of us would probably do. Look down and go, holy moly, what am I doing? What just happened? And that's okay if you fail. Maybe you try something, you step out. You and I both had things we thought were God assignments. They didn't, but it doesn't mean we don't learn from them. You fail forward. You keep moving. He's merciful enough that even if we missed him, but our intention was to obey, he will gently course correct. Get us back where we need to be. It's when we are trying to be in control and being stubborn or being close fisted that we're going to miss, whether it's his no or his yes, we've got to trust the mercy in both of those answers. And just, it's like you said, it's a wild, amazing adventure to serve God. I would never have planned this life that he's orchestrated. I would have been stuck in other situations, not knowing what he had intended. If we can just let go. 
let go. It's and the let letting it go. And I think for, for us as women, you know, I see it so much in the body of, of believers and within the church is that we can get really prideful mm. about where we serve. I know I can. Yeah. Um, I may be the only one, but I feel like I have some sisters. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, you know, I can get really prideful about where I serve mm. and I can, you know, I, I'm the women's ministry director and I'm the this and I'm the that. I, I just caution you. Because when we start taking pride in it now, and I say that because the Mary of many, many years ago who started on this journey, if God had allowed the things to happen the way I wanted them to happen, Mm. I would be face first in the dirt somewhere because I would have fallen so far because I was so prideful. Wow. But I had to learn and I had to learn the hard way because I'm not the one that learns on the easy bus. I am on the bus that goes off the cliff. Yeah. But that's, that's how I learn. Fortunately, I'm getting smarter as I'm getting older. Yeah. But let go. Yeah. We miss so many wonderful assignments Mm. within this life that is a calling. Yes. Yes. Because we are looking, number one, we're looking for the thing that is going to make us feel like we've arrived. Guess what, y'all? We don't arrive this side of glory. That's Just good. So you know. That's it. That's it right there. That's the destination. We're looking for That's something. I will, when that happens, I will have, quote, arrived. All of a sudden, I'm in my calling. No, you're in your calling right now, taking care of your babies and going to that job you still don't love, but you're being faithful and working this stuff out with your spouse. And yep. you, this is your calling. We're called to love God and love people. That's How right. we do that, how we do that is our unique, customized call by God. And that's what we're saying has assignments, seasons, grace, it's lifting, it's transitioning. Now, Mary, I want to say one more thing before we wrap up. What you identified as an important point a minute ago, you left a job you loved when it was going well, when it made no sense, it made more sense to stay than it is to leave. And another thing a mentor has told me is, and I've heard people say this, well, I'm just done. I'm leaving because the grace isn't on me for this, or they don't want to serve at the church anywhere because they say yes. the grace isn't on. Well, you need to go get some grace because yeah. you got to serve get somewhere. Go get some grace. Get you, go get you some. There's some over there in the back room. <laughs> Stop by Walmart and get some grace on the way to church. No, yeah. I'm just, that's just me being ugly. But what, I, what the point was there, we can hide behind, oh, the grace isn't on me, the grace. So yes, one side is recognize if God's, and what we mean by that is, I, I don't feel anxiety now. I feel peace. I feel this favor. I feel this wind at my back. I feel joy. I feel excitement. Okay, you're in the sweet spot of what he's called you to do. The opposite right. is I feel frustration. It feel, I'm anxious when I wake up. I sit in the parking lot. I don't want to go on the side of the front door. Okay, mm-hmm. listen. Listen to your body cues. Listen to what's yeah. happening. But don't leave something just because it's hard. Amen. That doesn't mean it's time to leave because no. people will throw that grace card out and say, Oh, I think the grace is lifted. Maybe it has, or maybe it's just getting hard and you it's need to press hard. through. Don't leave something right when a transition is happening. We've mm-hmm. known pastors, you've known them, leaders of nonprofit. They leave something right when it's dropping, bottoms dropping out. And then they leave people 
to pick up all the pieces rather than God, I want to leave this in good hands. I want to leave well. I want to transition well. And I'm not just going to use the excuse that, oh, well, it's gotten hard. So the grace is lifted because you said that a minute ago. It doesn't mean it won't be hard. You will be hard. Grace is there, but then you have to put in the grit. You have to put in the grit required to do the assignment that God has called you to do, whatever that assignment is. And listen, it's not harder. It was a lot harder not to have somebody write a check to me every two weeks. A hundred percent. hundred percent. This is a lot harder, but it's right where God wants me to be. So even though it's harder, I love it. And I love it even more than what I was doing. So what great encouragement for us as we start this new year, right? Guys, we have to be willing to embrace discomfort. I know that phrase is icky, but listen, I travel around the world. You guys know it if you've listened to the podcast you have to be willing to embrace discomfort because yeah. if we just only stay in what we're comfortable, what we've always known, what's familiar, we won't challenge us unless, like Mary said, the bus goes off the cliff. Some of us are hard-headed, myself included. Sometimes I've had to have the two by four, God's <laughs> two by four to be like, I don't want you doing that anymore. But just to trust him, his assignments are good for us. His mercy is new every morning. It's not always easy to put our yes on the table. It's not always easy to take brave steps of faith. Next week, you're going to hear from my dad talk about Thomas, this person in the Bible who, like Peter, we know for a couple of big moments, oh, Peter sank. Oh, Thomas, you know, needed. he was doubting. But they also did some extraordinary things because they were courageous enough to step up, to ask hard questions, to put themselves in a position of risk, to say, okay, God, where are you going? I want to go with you. When nobody else wanted to go back to Bethany and Jesus said, I want to go. Thomas said, listen, if Jesus wants to go, we're going to go. Even if it means we have to die with him, we're going to go. So that's brave faith that steps out even when we don't know what we're stepping into. If God is leading you, you can step out of something and step into something new more than anything. Mary and I want to encourage you just stay close enough to God to listen and know his voice this year. He's not going to lead you wrong. He's not Mm -hmm. going to lead you wrong. And when you know the word of God, you know, the voice of God, you know, what his voice sounds like. So you'll know, wait a minute, that doesn't sound like him. I don't think that's him telling me that or wait, I think that's my flesh or that's the enemy. So Mary, as we wrap up, because we could literally talk for hours, I can tell. Um, I know you love the word. You've been a Bible teacher. Mm. You, you you coach now speakers and authors. And we'll talk about that for just a second before this last question, because there might be people listening who would like to know what you're really leaning into now. They may want to reach out and, and know more about how they can partner with you. I love that. Thank you. I actually... Um, have a podcast. It's called Take the Stage. It's all about speaking. It's very practical, very, very, I don't say it's simple, but it's easy to consume. Um, I'm a very practical teacher. I have a free Facebook group where you can come and get encouragement and it's a little bit of coaching. And then I do some private stuff on the side. You can find all that. It's Mary R. Snyder. Um, dot com. Don't forget the R because if you do, you'll be buying real estate from some lady over on the Jersey Shore. So if that's your thing. Go ahead. I also am doing uh, messaging coaching for nonprofits and small businesses just to help them tell the story the way that I've taught people how to tell the compassion story, how I'm still helping people tell the compassion story. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so you can find me at Mary R. Snyder anywhere, Facebook, Instagram, or on my website. 
I love that. I mean, Mary's heart and passion is to see the the gift, the call that's on your life, the voice that you've been given. We talk about make our lives matter here. We're going to make our lives matter when we're really fully flourishing in the call of God in our lives. Amen. So if you need, like, I want to move forward in this area or God's called me to speak or I run a nonprofit. I need assistance yeah. with my marketing, my branding, my messaging of, you know, what God's called you to do. We don't always know the, the right way to say it. It's okay to ask for help with that. So Mary is the person to go to, let me tell you. So I'll put all that in my show notes. But Thank Mary, you. I want to ask one last question. You're making your life matter for the kingdom you've empowered so many others through compassion and now the work you're doing with speakers and authors other than jesus who is that person in the bible that most has inspired you to make life matter like who is your go-to person well it just depends on what day of the week it is so um, <laughs> i just love all of me i love i know right rahab to rispah to esther to david mm. but for this season i really think it's peter okay and the reason is because peter when when jesus said come. He just stepped out of the boat. Yeah. And that's kind of the season I'm in. I'm in that stepping out of the boat and that season of just trusting God Proverbs three, five, and six, um, trust in the Lord with all your heart, lean not on your own understanding and all your ways, acknowledge him and he will guide your path. It's a, it's a tiny little light right in front of where I'm stepping. It is not, as my husband would use these big Q-beams when he used to go fishing at night, Mm. but it's just a tiny little light. And I just get to know what's next. God knows what's way down the path, Yeah, but I only get to know the lamp right there. I think sometimes I'm looking for that big giant floodlight, but I just trust to take the next step. And like Peter, Peter trusted. Mm. He also sunk, but you know. That's okay. He did get out of the boat, y'all. I'm going to sink too. I'm going to sink a few times, but. And that's okay. And we get right back up. And Jesus is so pleased with our acts of steps of obedience. And I just want to highlight one last thing before she prays. You just said one more insightful thing. And guys, there's so much in this episode. You want to just go back and listen, jot some things down. Just the way Mary phrases things give you clues as to this process that we're talking about. Don't wait for the giant floodlight. It's it's mm-hmm. not going to come. No, not going to happen. It's just not the way the Lord operates because he wants us to walk by faith and not by sight. We Amen. walk by faith and not by sight. So if you're waiting for the giant floodlight to do what he's asking you to do, you're going to be waiting till Jesus comes. So right. if you feel like there's a stormy Martian says just enough light for the next for the step that I'm on. Yes. Just take the next step. Trust him for the next step. If you take that step and you don't feel a a green light, then wait. I mean, I like it in kind of red, yellows and greens. If you don't have a red light, keep moving, keep moving through green lights. He will let you know when, and we, I'm sure you and I could tell countless God stories of when he gave us green lights. He also gave us yellows. And then we had to hear his reds and his reds were protection. Yes. Redirection. They were something else that he had for me. I mean, I had to say no to something I wanted to do so badly many years ago. And he opened up one of the most extraordinary trips to Africa I've ever had. And I went with Reinhard Bonnke, one of my heroes in the faith, to to a, a crusade before he passed away. Had I not given up, the the good was not the best. And I had, to, I had to listen to God's no. They were both good things. Yeah. They were both God-ordained things. 
One was good. One was best. So Mm. trust God in all of these things. Trust his grace on your life. You are called. You are called. Know that he has called you according to his purposes. We know that from scripture. We are all called. So what he's calling you to do with this one life that Mary has said, let's do it well. Be willing to step out of your comfort zone. Step out of the boat this year. Take that first step, get the little pen light, ask God what your next step is. So Mary, thank you for your obedience because in your obedience, we're finding kind of the mm-hmm. grace and the strength to, to take our own steps of obedience. So we're so grateful for you. I personally am grateful for you, but would you pray for our listeners, especially those right here at the top of the year who need mm-hmm. that extra encouragement to really move past their fear and step out and trust God? Absolutely. I would love to pray for her. Father God, I just come before you right now. I'm praying for that one, the one that's listening right now. Lord, I ask that you just pour into her that that she is assured of what you are doing in her life, that she may not know. You may not know that next step, but you know the step you're on and it's good. I just ask, Lord, that you give her wisdom, discernment, and clarity. Lord, allow her to know that what you are calling her to, the assignment, because the calling is her life, the assignment you have for her is more than she could ask or imagine. It is more than she even understands today. Lord, I ask that you give her Yes, that's you that's listening. You are the one that I'm praying for. Lord, I ask that you give her just the courage to trust you. And I ask all these things in your blessed and holy name. Amen. Thanks for joining the conversation. If you've been inspired to make life matter, share a review and subscribe at cpnshows.com or anywhere you listen to podcasts so you don't miss an episode. Connect with me at angeladenadio.com, Facebook at Angela Donatio VOV, and Instagram at Angela Donatio. Until next week, let's make life matter.